listeners to a special edition of Whisper in the Wings. We have a great guest joining us today, an exciting guest. We have a young playwright, composer, producer, wearer of many hats. Joining us today is Tommy Wolford, whose new work, Malcolm X the Musical, is being performed as part of the Black Rider Showcase at 54 Below. And the show is being done Sunday, November 13th at 9.30 p.m. Tommy, welcome. Welcome to Sage Whispers Whisper in the Wing. So glad you can join me. Yes, Andrew, it is so nice to meet you. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm super excited to be here. This, this is amazing. I, I And just already talking to you before we started, this has been fantastic. And I can't wait to hear more about the show that you've created, Malcolm X, the musical. I mean... Not exactly a subject matter, I would think, for being up on the footlights with the song and the dancing, but a powerful and important, you know, historical figure. So why don't you tell us a bit about your show? Absolutely. Malcolm X the Musical really did begin as a project that I um, began to write because I felt like I didn't see myself reflected um, in the shows that the community theaters around me were producing. Uh, And so I felt as if, if I was going to be uh, the lead in a musical or the forefront of a show, I had to kind of write that position for myself. Uh, so that dilemma matched with the fact that I do want to be a playwright and do want to be a composer. Um, the story of Malcolm X and uh, everything he did for the African-American community uh, really did lend itself well to a musical that um, I could see myself being in. Oh, that's, that is inspiring. Where did you come up with the idea to write a musical? Like, this is the story of of him and his life and his work? Yes. So I actually read the autobiography of Malcolm X when I was 14 years old, and thus began the journey of writing the show. Uh, And it did take a lot of terms in terms of the creation. Um, You know, it kind of did start more so as like an album cycle, just a bunch of songs, and then kind of turned into more of a, of a musical with, you know, scenes and dialogue. Um, but really what I did was I, I used the autobiography of Malcolm X as my backdrop and my template. Uh, and through reading chapters and, and excerpts of that book, started to write the score and the scenes to go along with it. Oh, that's awesome. What was it like developing the show? Yeah, so I'm actually, I'm from Florida. And so, you know, it was kind of hard to get it, um, you know, going um, from the ground up, you know, uh, but I was blessed to be um, able to do a workshop at a small, like 130 seat theater in Florida called Lake Wells Little Theater. Uh, And that workshop led to the show being produced by Florida's number one community theater, Theater Winter Haven. Uh, And that was really a big deal because I had been an academy student there since I was about 12. And so they got to see me grow from like actor to singer to now writer and then produce the show. And from there, it was produced at a university uh, in Florida. Uh, We were able to do a few concerts, a reading at Orlando Shakespeare Theater Company, which is a professional theater company in Florida and Orlando. Uh, And all of these stagings leading up to this upcoming weekend at 54 Below in New York. It's like a full circle um, moment. I'm really excited to see how it continues to be developed. Is this the first work you've created? Yes, this is my first show. I've been writing it since I was 14. So it's been four years in the making and I don't see it. I don't see it being complete anytime soon. I'm still writing, I'm still creating. 
on the show. Wow, that's incredible. So what is the message that you're, or the thought that you're hoping the audiences will walk away uh, from your show with? Yeah, definitely. I feel like throughout history, um, certain people have had the keys to um, the stories that have been told, and they've been able to be gatekeepers to the narratives that are conveyed to audiences. Uh, and so when you open up a history book and the only thing you hear about Malcolm X is like a little side note, and it's like one paragraph and it's very uh, biased in the opinion, you know, you start to create your own ideas and your own, um, you know, fears or your own perceptions of that person based off of what that writer or that um, gatekeeper of history told you. But with this, um, you are getting the honest truth on the raw truth from somebody who sees it from a completely different perspective. Me as an African-American man, I don't see Malcolm X as a dangerous radical. I see him as an inspiring activist. And so I hope people walk away from the show um, with a new view of him, or I should say a even more wide view of him because there are, are different complexities to human beings, but I feel as if only one side has been showcased. And so the musical is going to be showing a different side, the humanity side, the activist side of Malcolm X. You said that you've been working on this work since you were 14 and now you're 18. Uh, four years, and that it has been performed at the, you're going to have to forgive me, I'm going to mess up the names, Lakewood? Lake Wells Little Theater. It was a community uh -huh. theater in my hometown of Lake Wells. Um, the award-winning Theater Winter Haven. Theater Winter Haven is kind of like your, um, it's like your Playwrights Horizons of Florida. It's like the spot, and it's a community theater, but it's like, that is what it, it stands for. It's really a beacon for um, working in Florida. And then most recently, the Orlando Shakespeare uh, Theater Company. Amazing. And, and are just those three places? And the university, you'd mentioned. And the university, yes. So it has had um, four stagings, officially, yes. And what has been the reception so far of it? Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Like, you know, I really haven't had the audiences that I've expected, but I'm happy. Like, you know, when you're, because of the clientele of Florida audiences, uh, when it comes to theater, we do get a lot of elderly white people come. We do get a lot of families come. Uh, so it's really cool, like, speaking to people after um, the productions and hearing, like, I never knew this about Malcolm X, or I thought this about Malcolm X. Uh, there has been a lot of conversation and education coming out of these productions that we do. You know, and then also meeting people who have had a strong connection with the story before. Uh, we recently had a man who came to our uh, university production who actually knew Malcolm X personally. And we didn't know he was going to come. But he was like, I knew Malcolm X and his wife Betty personally, and they would love this. So having that affirmation was really a special um, moment for me and the cast and all the other creators. That's incredible. Well, wrapping up the first part of this interview, I want to ask who do you hope have access to your show? I would say, short answer, everyone. Because I feel as if Malcolm X's message was for everyone. His message was for everyone. However, depending on who you are, it, is, it has a different purpose for you. Um, but then to kind of go deeper into that, that um, answer, I really do hope that the audiences continue to be 
not your typical African-American crowd. Um, because I can get 300 pe black people in the theater and we can all celebrate Malcolm and it can be cool. Or I can get, you know, 200 white people in a theater about Malcolm X and then we can actually have a progressive conversation. And the show can actually lead to a place of change. Um, so it goes from just celebrating someone to actually analyzing someone's life and discussing what their life was and how it can have an impact on how we live today. turn the conversation now more on to you this impressive young theater artist writing a whole musical starting from the age of 14 now you're 18 i want to give our listeners a chance to, to pick your brain a little bit i want to start by asking you um what shows composers or playwrights have inspired you or do you love absolutely i feel as if Lin-Manuel Miranda has had a huge inspiration on my writing. So as Sondheim, their ability to um, tell stories and convey themes and messages through rhyme has always been super inspiring. And that is something that we do in this show as well. I say in terms of the stories being told by composers, um, and the themes being told by composers, Michael R. Jackson uh, mm -hmm. is one of my big inspirations. I've actually been able to grow a mentorship in Michael uh, and you know, him answering a lot of questions of mine. And you know, having someone like him with his show that is really complex and really unique, um, that has been a big influence of uh, Douglas Lyons, a writer of uh, Chicken and Biscuits. Uh, like he's another mentor of mine and inspiration. So these guys really pushing the boundaries of what black theater makers look like and the type of art they make are all very inspiring to me. You just listed some really, really powerful and huge artists. And I like one of the things you said about um, that Lin-Manuel Miranda's, like his ability to communicate things through rhyme and whatnot. And I, I forgot to ask a question going back to your, your show, Malcolm X. What is the style of your show? Yes. I feel as if the style of the show is primarily singer-songwriter. That's the that is the main uh genre. But we do sprinkle in some RB and hip hop. Okay. Um, I really, I love that we do that because when people come to the show, they just Malcolm X written by this like 18 year old black kid. They just, they just expect hip hop. They just expecting rap. And while we do have that, and I ironically, the two songs we're doing at 54 Below are like hip hop songs. Like the entire score, which is 16 songs is mainly more so like, you know, your um, Joe Iconis, you know, Michael R. Jackson type scores. Uh, and so that is mainly the style of singer songwriter musical theater. So going along with that, have you gotten a chance to see any great theater lately that you might be able to recommend to our listeners? Oh, man. I haven't seen a lot of musicals lately because, you know, I am studying right now and a lot of my time goes towards <laughs> that. But I did 
I did see Tony Stone, which oh, that's is such a good play. Um, yeah, the the baseball play, uh, and that was really really good. I saw that recently. Um, Tony Stone. That's really it. I saw Tony Stone because one of my um, teachers was directing it, and that was really good. Uh, I, oh, I also saw a musical back in April um, called Grace, written by Nolan Williams. Uh, it played at the Ford Theater in D.C. And it was a really good show about, um, you know, family traditions and African-American uh, soul food and things like that. And that was a really good show. And uh, Nolan Williams is a great guy and friend of mine as well. So uh, another musical on the rise. Well, what is your favorite part so far of working in the theater? I say my favorite part of working in the theater is how musical theater specifically is really a collaboration of so many different industries. And, you know, I have so many different interests as an artist. So the fact that I can compose, I can act, I can direct, I can do lighting, I can do so many different things and it all meshes together in this beautiful art form known as musical theater. That is really exciting to me. Um, I've never been a person like I only want to do one thing. I've always wanted to do multiple things, but musical theater has become that one thing that encompasses so much. Absolutely. As, as, as we alluded to, you wear many hats and you're allowed to in, in theater. You can, you can wear all those many hats and it'd be okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we've come to my favorite question, and I'm eager to hear this question or the answer from you, which is, what is your favorite theater memory? My favorite theater memory. My favorite theater memory is when we had, I want to say, four teenagers come to see our show at Stetson University in May. And they were, they were super excited because it was actually their first musical ever. Uh, so the fact that I got to write their first musical was super cool to me. Uh, and it's something that I really hold um, close to my heart. And I, I keep in contact with those those students and, um, you know, they follow very closely with the show. And the fact that I was able to be someone's first is really, really cool. Great memory. Oh, that's so awesome. That, that must have left, oh, I'm sure it left a lasting impact on their lives. Are there any other productions or projects that you have coming on the pipeline that we might be able to plug? Absolutely. I am working right now on a musical film that I am writing with a young lady named Emma Peterson, who is um, a screenplay writer. She's in high school at a very reputable performing arts school in Florida called Harrison School of the Arts. And we are writing a musical film based all about the um, issues and struggles that high schoolers face uh, from freshman year to senior year. Uh, the different things that they go through, uh, the peer pressure, the expectations put on them by their parents, everything you could really imagine um, a high schooler going through, we're putting it in there. So it's like our new improved um, raw high school musical. And we're really excited to be um hopefully kicking production for that off next month. So it's exciting. The real high school musical. The real high school musical. We're, <laughs> we're still looking for a title, so maybe you can help us out with that, uh, Andrew. <laughs> off air, we'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> 
If our listeners want to get more information about Malcolm X the Musical or about you or reach out to you, how can they do that? Yes, you guys can find more information on Malcolm X the Musical by simply looking up Malcolm X the Musical on literally any social media platform. We have Instagram, we have Facebook, we have Twitter. You can look up uh, Tommy Wilford Official. Also on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and you can find me there. All the projects I'm working on and different things um, that I have coming down the pipeline, especially this show at the end of the week that I am very, very excited about with 54 Below. Amazing. This all just sounds incredible. Like, I can't believe how much you're accomplishing and putting together at such a young age. I really can't wait to see what comes next with Malcolm X the musical, what's coming with this musical film, what you're going to do next. I mean, I feel like I'm interviewing the next Lin-Manuel Miranda and I'm going to wow. like look back in like five or six years when you've written this brand new musical. I'm like, I remember one evening after <laughs> I home interview this guy like. Yes, sir. Thank you. That, that means a lot. Thank you. Tommy, thank you so much for joining me today to talk to me about this great work. Thank you so much. I wish you all the best with it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Andrew. Thank you. My guest today has been Tommy Wolford, who is the playwright, composer, producer, man of the hour, just all around guy for the new musical, Malcolm X, which is premiering as part of the Black Rider Showcase at 54 Below. And this uh, particular show is going up on Sunday, November 13th at 9.30 p.m. Tickets and more information are available at 54below.com, where you can also just search Malcolm X the Musical on any social media platform uh, and get more information. And be sure to follow Tommy on all social media platforms at Tommy Wolford, Wolford Official uh, to stay up to date with all these incredible things that he's got his hands on and he's creating uh, so that you, you know, you can be the first one to know when the next new show comes out. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones unwrap your candies and keep your masks on and keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. <laughs> Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com stagewhisperpod. There you'll find all the information about our backstage pass. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you. <laughs> <laughs>